This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Wellington, Florida. And I'm Emily Thompson from Wellington, Florida, and you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for November 9th, episode 1815, brought to you today by S Equestrian. Good morning, Horse World. Oh my God. It's Tuesday. It's top class show jumping uh, at the very best. Every horse is different and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember, we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday morning. Now, normally, Emily is here doing the jumping episode on the first Tuesday of every month, but we're all mixed up because I came down to see her in person. Yay! It's been a while. It has been a while. It's good to see you again. Good to see you, too. And you look healthy, your brain less foggy than the last couple times we talked? Oh, yeah. I actually I actually even showed last week. Um, it was my first time really back in the tack and doing almost my full workload. And I, I still have to get, like... 14, 15 hours of sleep every night. I'm like the most boring person you ever met. Now I go to bed at like eight, but uh, I feel good. <laughs> I got to sleep like all. And if I take a nap, you didn't too, have I'm a like, social life anyway. So no, matter. I know. I'm like, what am I getting like 20 hours a day now? I got to run, take a nap in the AC. I'll be back. And, but, and for new listeners, Emily's bonked her head a few times here recently and uh, took some concussions. Yes. Yeah. Yep, now, yep. now, your brother's <laughs> going to join us here in just a minute. Is he older or younger? Um, he is younger, although he behaves like he's older sometimes. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I had to call her as older brother and give her a lecture on riding crazy horses. Have we eliminated the crazy horses? It's true. I have. I. It was hard because I do a problem horses. Like, you know, that's part of my job description. I love it, you know. But I just had to finally uh, really just... I, it was so hard to do because I'm a doer, but I just had to let people know, like, look, I'm your new, like, wimpiest person, you know, like, I can't. And I'll do I'll do difficult horses if they come to me, but I'm not going to do outside accounts anymore where I come in and, you know, the horse is having trouble at the mounting block. And then I show up at your mounting block. Like, no, like it can come to my mounting block. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, and, you know, and because you can only take one or two more bunks on the head and that's that's, pro- that's a problem. Yeah. That's what they told me. Find something else to do with your life. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start riding in three and a half weeks and I'm going to buy a new helmet. And see what Emily doesn't know is I really came down just to make sure she, she was following my orders. I know. I funny when we spoke that day, I was, I literally, uh, one of the accounts that I, that I work for, she was hounding me on the phone to come back. And right after we spoke was when I talked to her and I was like, you know, all no, Glenn won't let me. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. You know, all of my friends are really getting behind, and I can't. So I literally, because you know me, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, I'm I not know. wimpy, and I push. And now I'm literally like the wimpiest person that you've ever met. I have to be in the AC because I'm heat sensitive. You know, I can only be out for a few You're hours. Such a diva, Emily. Yeah, like I've never been this, and I'm like, wow, look at me go. Like I gotta go take a nap. Like. <laughs> 
can you do these stalls, please? I don't have time to walk. Is, Emily's like the Energizer Bunny. Now she's just missing one battery. <laughs> I know, literally. And I'm going to have to take a nap. I love naps now. I mean, and it's like medically like required. You know? yeah, right. The doctor said I have <laughs> yeah. to. So I can just peace out from anywhere. I got to take a nap in the AC. It's like 110 out here. You guys are crazy. But for new listeners, this is the jumping episode. We've been doing this for a long time now. I know. And Emily is a, uh, a top level show jumper here in Florida. She is housed in Wellington. As a matter of fact, we're right on the grounds of the show, right? We are. If it had been a little later in the season, the year, it's not even the season. Everyone was telling me, you're doing the show from Wellington. It's not the season. But had it been later, we could have been on the showgrounds, but we're literally attached to the equestrian club is was built at the same time. So and like I actually this, drove through the entrance of the showgrounds yeah, to get this to is your spectator place entrance. Yeah. yeah. And so my parents ended up getting this house before this club was even built. When I was 12, I started coming down and competing like top, you know, in the country uh, for the juniors. And so they really got behind me and supported. But literally, like the street wasn't even made like this was like one of the very first like everything was. Oh, so this is one of the first houses in the yes. neighborhood. How long ago was that? Uh, gosh, 15 years, I'd say 15, 15 something like that. Right, John? Is that about when the popularity of jumpers in Florida started? That's when it started. I think they built the actual grounds, uh, maybe like towards the end of the eighties type thing is kind of the time frame, And then it started to take off. But like now it's crazy. Like when I was a kid, like this was a driveway, not spectator entrance. Now you're going to run down like 25 people in golf carts if you don't. Yeah, I would be really <laughs> yeah. careful. There were golf carts everywhere. I, I mean, literally Yeah, everywhere. you're like, oh, my gosh. And they are like and horses everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is the horse show. So they don't look. They're like, you're in our area. And I'm like, no, no, like we lived here first. Um, <laughs> so hopefully they make another entrance. But yeah, the houses that go up like the Springsteens live in the back of the club and all these very high profile people, Frank McCourt, and they build these mansion huge houses. But it's funny because we're like, yeah, we got in when uh, it was nothing. Dr- <laughs> I know? drove, I drove up here from the south uh, a little bit, and it, the mansions oh being gosh. built here are, uh, I mean, thirty thousand square foot mansions being built. And that's probably where like the help live, you know. For the <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's what I want. Like, I keep saying I'm doing it wrong. Like, I wouldn't need to go and be some fancy show groom and, like, live the life. But, no, I'm going to keep riding and hit my head. Well, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see because, uh, and we're going to get your brother on here shortly, but I wanted to mention that next week we have uh, a private tour. Jennifer doesn't even know this yet. We have a private tour of the new construction of the World Equestrian oh. Center. Can you take pictures and stuff? Yeah, 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 they'll let us do that. Oh, good. But they're going to take us around to the construction site. Emily... It makes this place look. I believe it. The, like because it's like the Ohio place. The, yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's built bigger. Oh so it's it's huge. The buildings are enormous. The indoor arenas apparently seat five thousand. Wow. It's enormous, and there's like two of them. And then they have a hundred and what is it? Fifteen hundred stalls heated and air conditioned. Wow. With walkways. It's so crazy. It's like a totally inside complex. Uh, oh, it is, and they're, they're building a thousand homes that riders can buy wow it's just an unbelievable construction site that is so cool they need that because down here like honestly i mean the the showgrounds it's basically the same footprint as it was when there were like five it's gonna have to step up in ocala or like or not you know Like, move on, like, do something else. <laughs> well, we, I know your brother has to run, so let's we okay. get to meet your brother for the first time. Hey, I know. Hi, guys. Reunion. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Got your breakfast? Pretty you know, good. Got your coffee? I have eaten, yeah. Yeah, your energy <laughs> Well, drink. introduce him. So John is my lovely little brother. 
He has been managing as equestrian, which is our clothing line. Uh, Jennifer just typed, he is real. He is real. <laughs> he is real. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> he is here. Uh, and he does all the work managing, turning the gears, the production, organizing all of the orders. So we thought it would be fun to have him on since he's here and give us a lowdown on what's going on with S, what productions are coming up, how you all can get in the custom order program, all that, because he has all the stats. I just say the same thing. It's fabulous. You guys should wear yeah, it. you should buy it. It's machine washable. Because <laughs> it looks cute. Yeah, after like 100 episodes, it's like, all right, Emily. Like, <laughs> and then I just give them the website. Like, go here and see what John's talking about. <laughs> so he's here in the flesh. So fill us in. What's going on, bro? So in November this time of year, uh, our, our, our big focus is IHSA, um, International... Uh, collegiate uh, horse showing we uh, have a exclusive sponsorship deal with the IHSA we are their official custom team shirt company um, and we are up to now about 40 schools that's nuts oh, wow. um, it really keeps going and that's almost the and place that, and they you put the logo actually on their shirt on the inside yeah, of their exactly. shirt so when they turn their collar you see the logo the collar yeah. and the cuff um, yeah so we, we do a, a special pattern, like an offset pattern with their school logos. All of it's approved, and we give them a great deal on it. Um, and we've been doing this for almost five years now, yeah, I think. Since like, I started with you, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the first kind of like, you know, side projects next to the Ace Circuit line. And, you know, we, we are a small company, manufactured in Manhattan and everything. We didn't have a huge marketing budget. So it's kind of interesting to see where it takes off. And like with the IHSA and the school, we do the Interscholastic, uh, the IEA, too. Um, they love it and they order a bunch. I try to encourage people to get online and see it. Like if you went to those schools, if you're an alum of, you know, Colgate or West Point or whatever, you can get shirts too. Can't they add to the Absolutely. So the alums, if you want shirts, all you have to do is contact (laughs) your school equestrian team and you can order through them. Uh, you get the same deal. They'll just roll it into their yearly orders. They do it, which they look sharp and they last for a long time. They're fun gifts. Like, and you don't even have to ride. You saw the long sleeve ones, Glenn. I wear the trade mm-hmm. shows and stuff. Um, people actually buy them like our pony moms buy them for golf and tennis or just wearing under a blazer because they look sharp. Uh, when it's buttoned up, you don't see the logo. So it's not like loud and you can put a little blazer or something over it. But there, that has been really fun and fulfilling because the teams, we get all the pictures and stuff from the teams, you yep. know competing at indoors and everything that's been super fun so where can they check out like the the production schedule or like if they have an inquiry about their school if they're doing shirts if they could you know the alum basically obviously if they're on the team they can get the hookup immediately yeah the alums contact your teams uh any riders at schools um our instagram is like the central hub for our college communications of course (laughs) with the with the young kids um or you can check out our website which is not currently up it will be by the end of today i'm actually rebuilding the entire thing from scratch it's a crazy project. I don't know why I decided to do it, but here Nobody we are. Nobody ever does. It always seems like a good idea. At the <laughs> what beginning. am I doing? That's like organizing my yeah. pack trunks. Oh my god! <laughs> I had um, it all in them at least before. That was all out. Right, exactly. It, it was just sort of that time of year. Um, but it, it, you know, with every year in this industry, it's crazy how everything changes. So we we started as um, you know basically stock shirts going through tack shops. Um, and now the whole industry Begging. has sort of moved can away I put from that. Some shirts here, <laughs> exactly. Yes, please. Can <laughs> yes, you hold can on to these? We'll, we'll check them every day. Oh, do it on consignment. Shameless at the beginning of the company. I was like, I don't even care. Absolutely. That's what you have to do. You though. have to. And yeah. if it's a good product and it's made in the U.S., we've been really fortunate with like zero marketing budget. To yeah. Get 
and some now attraction. Uh, I would say probably 75% of our revenue is through just these college the teams. College it's teams. crazy how we've evolved with yeah. it and watching the change. Um, but they can do the other cool thing is forever. Okay. Yes. You can get your, your logo for the schools that you went to, or if you've got kids going to schools or whatever, but also you can do personal barn orders. Yes. Uh, same deal, slightly different style. Uh, it's with the, the snaps, the exposed snaps on the outside, the pearl snaps, whereas the IHSA it's, you know, we're like old school equitation. You know, we've Stone talked Ages. about it for I years. We, our logo is so cute. We really should have <laughs> the horse know. radio network. Logo. Absolutely. So yeah, you should look into that, you know, how, how that would work out. There's our listeners should probably buy them yeah. and, and put them you They're know we'll we do the, the logo we can do the hr and embroidery on the back you can resell it through your website anything like that and we do men's shirts too yep which is rare <laughs> yeah, yeah hard to find and uh and kind of kids we have the pattern anyways and the men's but. shirts especially could double as like tennis shirts anything it's, it's almost exactly the same yeah. cut and everything and that's yeah. what we went for we wanted that's a more athletic feel a more comfortable like, feel yeah, and like, don't look crazy when you leave the horse show and you have to go like grocery shopping exactly. or something. And people are like, "Where is your pot of gold?" Well, yeah, we're not talking like, about <laughs> we're not talking about your full seat breeches. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, of course, still our, look crazy, our, Emily. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> our very proud mother wears. People do stare at me like, "What is this girl wearing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I look good." I look as, as you're buying your 400 pound bag of carrots, yeah, and leaving exactly, exactly. Like dead giveaway. I got 12. What's jugs the website again? Well, we we see our mom wearing the shirts almost twenty four seven. If she could she get away she with it normal. at work, she would. <laughs> she does wear them like out to lunches. And oh yeah, stuff. and yeah. she's like yeah. a lawyer too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, we're either dictating fashion or we don't care. But I think that it it is you know a lot of people do wear them casual. So absolutely, and and going off the you know the barn shirts. Yeah. Um, any trainers out there? Any professionals with clients? Uh, we do a sliding scale on prices, and if you bring enough clientele in. You know, we'll do sponsorship packages, stuff like that. Everybody loves to have some some equestrian swag and for sure some, some free products. Um, yeah, we got some sweet stickers we just made. Oh yeah, <laughs> some nice little. Uh, they're good. There they, goes the marketing <laughs> budget. They're going to be everywhere. They're so cool. I got them on my helmet. I love stuff like that. I put them all over my tack trunk. Everybody that gets them loves them too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be very fun to watch those custom programs. So you guys can check that out and see if it works for your barn. Or the the minimum is so low, right? At five pieces. Five pieces. So come on, you could even as a personal, you know, personal yep. person, you could <laughs> just order and, your own five shirts. And, and tomorrow you can look at it. At at uh, <laughs> www.eceequestrianco.com. Sequestrianco.com. Got it. Uh, These are good. big deadline claims. I never. He just publicly yeah, announced. Now, like, now, now he has to get the website <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Like My head's on the chopping block. He's now. Your little brother, you like putting pressure on him anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's God, if I know Emily, he, she used to beat the crap out of you when <laughs> oh, you were yeah. young. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, or she, she she'd egg my our older brother on to do it, and, then, and <laughs> oh, yeah. she'd, she'd so applaud from the background. Yes, that was a sufficient yeah, beat beating. Him up, beat him up. Yeah, natural born leader. I delegate. <laughs> I had I had three brothers. I know that. Yeah, 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 brothers yeah. are rough, you know. <laughs> Thank you, you for know. helping yeah, us thanks, out this morning. Yeah, Love the show. Stopping by. Right. Good luck right. on that website. Take care. <laughs> All well, night. Well, Jennifer is stuck at home in Ocala. Um, not stuck. She gets to ride her horse every day when well, I'm not there. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, she's not too unhappy about that. And uh, she's going to give our guest a call. We're actually going to call our guest live on the air. We're calling Jay Duke, right? We have Jay Duke. JayDuke.com. All right. She's going to give him a call right now. But, yeah, it is interesting here. Um when you drive into Wellington, and it happens every time I come, you live here, so you probably don't no- notice it, but 
Uh, Wellington has a feel. I mean, you drive into Wellington, you know you're in Wellington. Uh, Not when you get into my driveway and you see the pickup truck with the ginormous cat cage. Yeah, was- <laughs> it looks like I'm an animal hoarder. I don't even care. But yes, the rest of Wellington. <laughs> and it's so funny because, uh, Emily, first thing when I get here, you're such a horse girl. First thing when I get here, she's like, come in the back, come in the back. And you had some uh, feral kittens back there. Yes, well, I've spoiled them. I've ruined them. They're not, yeah, they're feral, not feral anymore. anymore yeah, no, no they're, they're, so they're not going to be house cat or barn cats. They're going to have to be house cats. But the mom, oh, yeah, she is feral. She attacked me the other day. I was feeding her. I've been feeding her for two months. I had to, like, take her claws out of my hand. She's going to be the best barn cat you ever saw. I just got her spayed. I mainly wanted her for the barn. But, yeah, no, I've, I've like, really, I mean, my mom's going to get here today. She's probably going to yell at me because I have the whole family of feral cats <laughs> living in the backyard. <laughs> but, I mean, I spend most of my time in Loxahatchee, so, like, I'm doing my best to keep up appearances. But, yes, Wellington is wild, and it's so horsey-centric. They have, well, there's like two, there's the one club that's so big on the end of this road where the horse show is, um, the Aero Club, which is an aeronautical community, and they are like a bunch of people that have... Is there a a landing strip? There's a landing strip. Yeah. And they have, you know, like hangers, like personal hangers. So they have horses too? Because that could be be crazy. They don't exactly. And so like they're all of their sort of like landing path is like right over Palm Beach Point and the horse show ground. So I just feel like it's so horsey now that like everybody that has the airplane community or whatever like go on like colonize another town like this is our town you know and so anyways there is another one that's building the another aeronautical community which i just think is crazy um but other than that it's super horsey i mean like right now you see all big rigs coming into town right did you see yeah so many horses on the road um the feed stores there's like a million feed stores and tax stores you can pretty much get anything um, but I mean, that's the cool thing right, about the that. person you were trying to reach has a voicemail oh. box. Up. Oh, okay. So I'm not getting Jay here on, okay. on the air, which is convenient because our next guest just showed up. We I can know, try really. Jay a little bit later. See, the um, confusion is all working out very smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> there was the lost cord. There was all of it. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's switch gears. Let's okay. switch gears. All right. Welcome. Welcome, Liz. You have to come right up to like an yes, inch. About, like, about an inch away. Alrighty. There. there we go. Good morning. How welcome, are you? Welcome, welcome, Liz and Mike. Yes. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you all. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks and you're in Wellington. Yeah, thank you for which having is us. perfect. Right up about yeah, about way. an inch. Yep. Yep. So this is sort of exciting. I was really excited to discuss it and learn more about it. But you all have a supplement uh, company, a product. Is it a, a joint supplement? It, it is. It's a. It's a um, an all round supplement that we've seen benefit not only in the joints but also in the 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 coat. Um, uh, gums, eyes. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a very well-rounded solution of of essential proteins that we as um, humans lose over time, being collagen, hyaluronic acid, and chondroitin. Those Nothing, are good ones. Yeah, it, it is. creams too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of it is good. Yes. And, and as a supplement that you drink, it's replacing those proteins that we lose over time that have never been replaceable. Oh, so it's not a pill. Nope, not a pill. It's a liquid. And uh, so what we found seven years ago that it worked so well for us as people that we started pouring it into our dog's water bowl. Wow. And the company said, well, let's not do that. Let's make one specifically for them. And they did. The veterinarians could not believe the result. Wow. of the pets being mobile that were once not mobile that they lobbied the company to create an equine solution wow so that's what we're here launching this weekend that's wild so they're brand, brand new brand new yes. to the horse market yes yeah okay see i've been hearing about it through our mutual friend susan 
Su- right. Yes. Susan yeah. Marsh. So yeah. I didn't realize that it was really that you were launching it now because I've been hearing about it. She's been, and it was really her idea to, you know, she said, you know, Liz is going to be great to have on about this product. Thank God she did. Cause I was very intrigued over the last, I feel like it's been like a month or yeah, two months. So <laughs> today, I realized Speaking of Liz, new. let, let <laughs> me ask you a question. Liz McConnell. Now yeah. we do the world of question games radio show. Also, oh. you were at the WAG, weren't I you? Was. What year? 1998 in uh, Rome. In Rome. Dressage, yeah. right? Dressage, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that was a fun one to uh, go to, a little crazy. It and... was a fun one. <laughs> I think it would all be a fun one. I would go again. I want to go Yeah, to you'd go. Anybody would go again. I would like to find out if they're still fun to go to. <laughs> Try on next year. Just take a I'll, ride up the road. I'll go and watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not ready to not ride so there yet. <laughs> that yeah. was an experience, though, huh? It to, was. Yeah. It was To amazing. make the team. That's what everybody amazing. lives for. I mean, we all want to ride for um, for our country. I have a student at the moment that wants to ride at the CAC Games, the uh, Central and Caribbean Games. Oh yeah, yeah. So she, we're working with her horse towards that, and she is on her horse is on the Liquid Biocell Equine. Oh, only good. been about a month, and I see a huge difference in the way the horse is going. It's quite amazing. Wow, quite amazing through the joints and everything and but then you see the coat and all of this i think the first thing you see for me within like 10 days you see just their coats become so 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 beautiful and shiny wow and then uh three weeks into it something like that and it's you know the horse is not a horse that has a lameness issue but you see that they move better way their bodies in a better way and i think feeding at the higher level, we all need that edge, right? Yeah. It's everybody is good at that level, but if you have a product that is going to make your horse a little bit more comfortable, a little bit better, and also avoid the injury, right? It's an amazing product. Yeah. And like a lot of that works like on tendons and ligaments, right? And the muscle kind of keeping them connective tissues all over more and regenerates cartilage. Right. And that's, that's uh, like magic. Backed by 37, cl- it really is. Backed yeah. by 37 <laughs> clinical studies. So it's good data, good science, as my doctors will tell you. I have 189 medical doctors that I've partnered with wow. that share this with their patients because they have that, that, that responsibility, right? Yeah. They, they see something that has worked. Uh, backed by science, we have seven patents. Let's back up a little. What's the name yeah. of the company again? The company's name is Modere, M O D E R E. M O D E R E. And the name of the product? Liquid Biocell. Liquid Biocell. Okay. I just wanted to remind everybody what we're, we're talking like about. Full steam ahead of you. But and we like it. <laughs> but I see you have a puppy dog. I have a puppy too. This and is Bluebell. Yeah, I she Bluebell. is nice. I, I don't she know if that's used, a puppy or know, she found right? a rat out back. And she I'm not sure. Not a puppy. She <laughs> well, is a naughty, naughty chihuahua. Like that's why she's She's here. about a two she pound chihuahua. Yeah. But you know what? That was the product that I used first that blew me away because I have a 14 year old dog that was really starting to feel kind of tired like she didn't want to get up with me in the morning she couldn't jump on the bed and so I had just started with Mike and um, I decided to try to pet and I was going to do a before and after video and on day four I thought I'm going to do my before video and I looked at Delilah and she was bouncing beside me she was not the same dog I swear to you four days into it she was feeling so much better. And um, now, I mean, her coat is so beautiful. 
And she, I mean, she's like a four-year-old. Wow. It's, it's, and that was like basically like overnight, practically. I mean, less days, than a yeah. week. And I have um, now uh, two other people that were skeptical that have taken the product and tried it. And uh, skin as well. Chihuahuas have a lot of problems with their skin. Yeah. Uh, this dog, they're already seeing both of them. And I wasn't doing it for the skin. They were older dogs. Right. So to make them feel better. And they both said immediately the dogs had stopped chewing the way wow. that they were chewing with their skin. It's remarkable. That's amazing. It is. And you're going to find with Chihuahuas because I have two. Oh, you do? Yes. That, Yours is that's, 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 yes, yes, that's why she's here. She's a bad little dog. Yep, do you have anything bulls. for that? <laughs> you know, it's funny because at my house we have a sign that says outside that the Chihuahua will let you in, but the why German not? Shepherd won't let you out. <laughs> <laughs> my Shepherd's very quiet. <laughs> Pregnant so with funny. 11 puppies we found Aww, out yesterday. So Are you a little concerned about the Chihuahua and the German Shepherd? Because that's like lunch. Well, it could be. It could be an appetizer. Yeah, appetizer. Not even lunch. Chihuahua would eat. Yeah, that's it. That's right. That's what I have. One bite at a time. Yes. That's what I've got. But the teeth of the Chihuahua are notoriously fall out. That's what she's gone through. She's nine years old. We have not lost a tooth. Really? Bruno's been on it for now uh, for five years. Wow. Wow. I should definitely look into that for her. Yeah. And the reason we're seeing the results happening so much quicker with the animals is that they have a clean diet. Right. Right. They're not stopping at Starbucks. Right. Right. Or doing all those types bad? of things that we might. Well, is no, no, bad? it's not. Not at all. As a matter of fact, like, when I leave here, that's exactly what I know. I'm like twice a day. <laughs> Maybe not three times a day. It's too many. Vente, but. please. Um, yeah. So the cleaner the diet, the faster the impact. Okay. So we're seeing, and, and that's why the veterinarians could not believe the result of immobile pets that they had actually advised at one point to put down. Really? Sure. It's what wow. happens, right? When an animal Yeah, yeah, kid, of course. That's what they do. And yeah. now seeing them not only mobile, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our closest friends in Newport Beach, California. I live in San Clemente visiting here. And they had a, a um, Sheltie that was 15 years old that the vet had um, advised them to put her down and or him down, Rembrandt. And uh, after two weeks on the pet product, the, the puppy they bought to replace Rembrandt was Rembrandt was now playing with the puppy. Aww. And, and now two like years a- later, Rembrandt's still here and wow. playful. So, so the, that's what caused the vets to really uh, lobby the company for the Take equine solution. Notice, yeah. And, you know, we're finding that there are so many people that have had such a long connection with their horses over decades mm-hmm. in some cases where it's sad for them emotionally not to be able to ride those horses. Yeah. Now they can. So would you wow. say the target horse here, like a target customer, right, is, is the competitive horse, the backyard horse, every horse? What? Every horse. Every horse. Yep. Is it a test in any way? Um, yeah, yeah no doping, nothing. No okay. All natural. Are, yeah, yep. safe okay. for your show horses are on it. You yeah. have a nice horse right now. Susan shares your uh, videos sometimes oh. on Facebook. The big red horse. Oh, I have Florida. 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 Yeah. That horse Florida is beautiful. M. The horse's name yeah. is Florida. He's for yeah. sale. <laughs> He's for sale. <laughs> That's like my most frequented follow up. You, have a nice you can have him. He's <laughs> all ready for you to try. Yeah. Yeah, switch gears and do uh, dressage. It might be safer than what you're doing now. So. I know. I don't know if I can, though. I already, my uh, one of the guys, the dealers that I ride for, he's like, So are you getting better at a head injury? Like, yeah, no, yeah. multiple head injuries. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I was getting better and then I got Does your does again, does but... your formula stop her from falling off? I yeah. did not prevent you from ah, falling off. Damn. No, but it will reverse my but, concussion. But, but it'll heal you quicker. Let's put it that <laughs> okay. way. I'll heal quicker. If you're prone to falling, you'll be prone to healing okay. So maybe I should take it, but it will not make the dog stop barking. <laughs> it will not make your okay. dog stop. It will make her feel better. It will, it will make her feel better and she might bark. Well, you figure that one out. You'll sell a lot of this stuff. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's awesome that you can use the same product though. Or 
all of your animals. Well, it's can, so interesting then too because when when I take it, now that I'm taking is there a it, human version? Because we all take our horse version, but we yeah. do. Yeah, 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 we do. And I and I'm taking it. And for example, I had a really bad shoulder. I don't know why it was bad. I haven't fallen off, but um, too many shoulder ends. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe I should shoulder in the other one. <laughs> um, it, fe- it feels better. That's a bad really. dressage joke right that there. Is really bad <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the worst dressage joke <laughs> ever. Jen, 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 the the producer's going, that's the worst dressage joke ever. I don't know ever. much about dressage, so I can't weigh in. So, I thought it was great. I, I, Emily was looking at me like, I have no idea what this is. I mean, uh, in my Emily, mind, I didn't I'm either, like, so. pitchfork, rake, broom, <laughs> all the other things you don't want to do. Beat it, I don't know. <laughs> so that helped though. So that's and then that would have been like a tendon probably inflammation right. issue. Right. I got one working right now. I should I should do it too. You should. I had yeah. a uh, Marine Corps injury 35 years ago. And for 28 years I lived on ibuprofen and Tylenol mm-hmm. and because the pain was so bad from my neck I, I fell off a rappelling tower at Paris Island boot camp and let 40 feet land on my head neck and shoulder on the left side. Basically lost well, that's a good start. Right? Wasn't that a great yeah, start? Yeah, oh that's a great God. start. And Welcome they kept to the Marines. Me. They kept me. So what does that tell you about the quality, body. right? They yeah. kept me. <laughs> I think it was because I shot did 248. Did you flunk out, by the way, at that point? Oh, I did not flunk out. <laughs> uh, I think that's what they love me so much, they called me back for the Gulf. I did out for a couple of years. They brought me back in. But for 28 years, I had this consistent sciatica-type pain down the arm. Yeah. I had no strength in the hand, numbness mm-hmm. in the fingers, mm-hmm. and I had I couldn't pick up a pen or anything. All right, do you have a bottle of that to leave for us? We'll, between we'll Emily you, and we'll I, we're, we're going to feel the effects by the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah. We're going to be bouncing around and going to the horse schooling. Well, six weeks into drinking the product, I noticed that I was not supporting my, my shoulder by holding my arm up. Wow. And my thumb over the years had atrophied into my hand. Wow. Because it just did. And, it. and yep. that came out, and I had the strength back. And um, so I immediately did what most guys will do, which is I stopped taking it because I wanted to test it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. Do an experiment. It couldn't be that because the military, the Navy wanted to go through the front of my neck to fuse my neck. Oh, my God. And I wouldn't let them do that. So I had to live with this for so many years, 28 yeah. years. So after six weeks and then stopping the product for two weeks, I couldn't even crack a peanut shell sitting on the couch watching a football game. I noticed my thumb was back atrophied and I was holding my shoulder up. Wow. Huh. So I drank a bottle. In like a day and a half. I take it back. I take it back. I, I, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll make up for the last two weeks. Get it down. Yeah. I got to do the whole shot yeah. right there. <laughs> and two days later, I, I I was absolutely fine again. And and um, you know, eating 12 ibuprofen a day for that type oh of thing was horrible. And I did so bad in your stomach. Yeah. It was. And but before ibuprofen, it was Tylenol. You know, because a leave, right? Because ibuprofen yeah. became the one. All right, drug well, where tenure. can everybody buy it? Well, contact Liz, right? And Liz, I'm contact sure me. that uh, uh, your email would be mm-hmm. a good start where they yeah. can just send you a note and we can send them back some videos. Is there a website yet? There there are. And okay. um, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of websites, but let's have them contact Liz so they don't right. get inundated what's with the website. Content. Or what's the email, rather? So lizhops at yahoo.com. Okay. Or I can give a phone number. Yep. 302 uh, 685 and uh, the lines are open now. All right. And spell out the email Jennifer's asking. L-I-Z-H-O-P-P-S at yahoo.com. Think hops like beer. Liz right. hops. Would too, which is the yeah. opposite of what and, this product does. Thanks to my brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very confusing. And let me jump in with a, with a, with a, a disclaimer on this, if I may. It's an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, we suggest that people follow the science. The human version is a 90-day 
all the clinical science was based on 90 days. People will see results far earlier than that, but we ask them to be committed. Some people have gone as far as 60, 70 days. Now, is it, like you, is it like a, a lot of these other products where you do a loading dose and then a maintenance dose, or it's just the Just dose? consistent. Yep, okay. It has a, a 12-hour half-life cycle. So that's why we do um, a tablespoon in the morning and a tablespoon at night. Wow. That's it. That's it. That's it. And does when it I taste ask like people, bad cough syrup? It tastes incredible. It's delicious. Really? Oh. Yeah, it really, really is. Wow. And, and, and they have different versions of it, but we, we recommend for everybody to start off with the product that started it all, right, which is called Liquid BioCell Life. Okay. okay. And, uh, but uh, commit to it. Be disciplined with it. It works on everybody that does it properly. Don't do the experiment like you did. Don't do like I did. Because you already did Don't the experiment. Like I, did. I did it for you. That comes yes, from a Marine. <laughs> Just keep it's on going. Who's a off a tower in training. So. Do you, guys, <laughs> you guys ship from Wellington? It's manufactured uh, no, domestically? No, it's manufactured or? in Springville, Utah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep, wow. And it ships from there, and the shipping is free. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's free freight. and okay. uh, direct um, from where it's manufactured? Yep, exactly. Great. Okay. All right, Liz, you're going to be hearing from me. Yeah, I know. Me too. Awesome. Right. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. forward to it. All right, thanks, shot, guys. Shot. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. So thank fun. you, guys. For all right. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for your service. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Good luck, well. you My dad was, too. He spent all four years in the Korean War at Paris Island. He was the rifle instructor there. Yeah, so. Yeah. So uh, I heard many Paris Island stories. Well, tell him Semper Fi, and I appreciate him and his service. Okay, Thank great. Well. Thanks. See Thank you soon, much. guys. Thank you. So it looks like our first guest, uh, who I tried to get a couple minutes ago, is there now. So oh, let's good. let's give uh, him a try and see if we can this get him back. And this is Jay Duke. This is Jay Duke. JayDuke.com. Who sounds like he should be a TV star. He actually. should be. We're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It sounds like a TV star. I, totally. That's why I can't stop saying the dot com. Well, that was fun. I didn't know anything about that product. I me mean, neither, but I like it. I mean, uh, for the for the animal, the dog aspect too, to have such quick turnaround because that's hard. Uh, I have a mastiff, and they're prone to that hip dysplasia, and she's only like three, and I can see little, you know, quivers and and things here and there. I, I would definitely try it. Versus All right, the person you are trying to reach oh. has a voicemail box that has not been no. set up. I think that was my mistake this time. So we're on the road here, so we don't have Jennifer in the back doing this. Uh, off Did the Jennifer air. Ditch Jennifer's still there. Jennifer's I'm still, still here. There. I'm I'm surfing around uh, the oh, Modare website. I thought maybe we scared you off with the dressage joke. <laughs> that was <laughs> I. I am pretty oh, no. sure that is the worst it was the joke worst. ever. That's yes. hilarious. It yes. went right by me because I don't do dressage. I was like, it's all funny to me. I actually think I had it backwards. <laughs> The person you are trying so to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. All right, Jennifer, I'm not having any luck here. You just called him, right? Let's I just try. called him on my cell phone. Right. Good gonna... morning. There Hi, he Jay. is. Yay! Finally, we got you. <laughs> We're the most excited people <laughs> to answer the phone. You're on with Emily and Glenn, and you're on Horses in the Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Emily and Glenn. Sorry, we're having a good time down here in Wellington. We're at the showgrounds, so... I know there's not much going on, but yeah, but we're having fun anyway. I told, I was like, we're going to be live from Wellington because I live here and nothing's going on, but well, we're schooling. We're doing you can throw a rock to the arenas right yes, from where we are. They're here. They're quiet, but they are here. Well, thank you for doing the show, Jay. We're so glad to have you on. Well, thank you very much for the invite. I am excited to be on with you guys in the morning. Yeah, this is awesome. We, we actually got, um, I got a little tip from a mutual friend. We share Lindsay Brock. Um, that this could be a really good, a good 
thing to have you on. So I'm so excited to, you got so much information. Jay is a successful equestrian accomplished from Canada, done course design now, most recently at a high level and also competing, uh, international, right? Tell us a little bit about your background. I don't know you personally. I would love to, to hear, uh, your accomplishments in the tag. Well, I think it's a pretty typical story as far as growing up in a horse family. Um, my first memories uh, were on the farm and riding ponies. My mother was a successful equestrian coach. She, she coached six riders up to the Olympic level, including uh, Mark Laskin, who's the current Canadian chef to keep. And my father, he's a true cowboy. He's, uh, he's in the Cutting Horse Hall of Fame. Wow. And he still to this day goes down to the barn and rides his horses and his cutting horses and he ropes and teaches barrel racing and he, he drives his team out of uh, Pertrons and does all that each and every day. So it was just a, a natural progression for me to get into the horses and it was something um, something I just was always going to do. It wasn't really it wasn't really a thought as far as what I was going to do with my life. That was it was just that was all it. There in front of me and I went with it. Yeah. Horse show kid. Yes, definitely. So I started showing um, at Spruce Meadows at the age of eight years old um, on the A circuit and um, had a pretty good junior career and went to Young Riders and medaled there and, and did the hunters and the jumpers. And at that time, we'd do a little bit of everything. It, it wasn't quite as specialized as it is today. Um, so learned how to work with you know young horses and old horses and thoroughbreds and warm bloods and everything in between. You know what and, jumped out at uh, me is so, most people yeah. start showing in the neighbor's backyard at the local show. He started showing his first, first meadows. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did. Did the pony hunters uh, in the big ring, and uh, first time I competed in the international ring, I was uh, 11 years old. They used to do the pony mini pre right before the grand prix. Wow. And so that was in the international ring, just as it's obviously the, the ring itself is set up the way it is now. The surroundings have changed dramatically. Um, but they used to have a show called the Texaco Junior, and the show was open only to junior riders. Um, as I recall, there was about 300 competitors or so at that time, and um, and the juniors were the, the star of the show. And, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of my introduction to show jumping. What did the ponies jump at? What height did your jumper ponies jump at? Did they do like the ponies up? jumped up to up to four foot? Okay, is what they jumped up to. So basically, the meter meter fifteen to meter twenty is okay. what the pony jumpers were set at. And and we competed uh, in the all Canada. and they had to jump the Liverpools and the ditches. Wow. Um, actually, even in the hunter ring, um, they had the little step bank jump, which was quite terrifying because on one side was a wooden bear and on the other side was a wooden mountain goat um some horses wouldn't go within 200 feet of it so really it was a survival task yeah let's Um, just just start them off right let's get them broken you know if you learn to break bones young it gets easier older yeah just like suck it up this is what happens i think um on my pony i stopped counting at 100 how many times when i hit the ground i'm like why am i counting I know ponies, right? That's what ponies are for. One They're to the, train you to be tough. I know. We have like mainly only horses at my barn. I'm small, so sometimes I will ride ponies for people. But the, I, I ride for a French dealer down here, and all 
you know, big jumper horses, but his daughter is now old enough to ride a pony and he doesn't know anything about ponies either. And this pony comes in. It's so cute. It's a large, it's got the little dish. They're always cute. That's how they get oh, away yeah. with all the it crap. It goes to the first cross <laughs> round and daughter drops its shoulder and runs around. He's like, what is wrong with this pony? It's rotten. <laughs> like Bertrand, all ponies are rotten. Like that's right. why there's people on staff to ride them around in circles before the, I don't know why we put the kids on the ponies, but Jay, I drive a hackney. Ponies. Oh yeah. So there you go. That's, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's just, Pick rotten and make it even worse, it's, and then get yeah, the hackney pony. They're they're a different breed, <laughs> but, but they're so cute. They are cute, and they give you. That's what us poor little Sophia. You know, she was practically in tears because the pony's not going over the pole. And uh, you know what? They make you ride though. They yep, teach you some. That's grit. right. So so you got started right. Spruce Meadows on the ponies, <laughs> yeah, on the ponies. <laughs> falling off a hundred times. But what I love too, I was reading your uh, bio on your webpage. You guys check it out. It's jduke.com. Uh, so interesting that you have such a well-rounded background with different disciplines, with your parents uh, doing the Western and all of this. I mean, you have such a, I think, a better overview on what really produces a top or consistent or or just safe rider horse as well. And then also you're now doing the course designing at such a high level. I thought it would be so interesting to get your thoughts on really just development as a whole for this. What are you really looking at with your young horses, your, your riders? Um, because I see you also trained quite a few top show jumping horses from young ages, from four years old up to Grand Prix. That's not easy. Well, that's how um, our business, you know, a while ago, that's how it survived. So we would actually, my mother and I, we would go down to the racetrack and we would look at all the horses that um, could not run. They were too slow, and so the trainers didn't want them anymore. We probably look at 30 to 40 a year that we would try. I mean, we would look at wow. a lot more than that, but we would bring bring home 30 to 40 a year that we would try. And of those, we would buy four or five. How um, would you try them? At, well, it was done through uh, shoot jumping. And okay. because these horses, obviously, you, you could get on their back. They we were broke drive, but obviously you couldn't go down to a jump with them. Um, most of them were three and four years old. And so you, we put them through a chute, um, just a very basic chute where you have a little trot jump in, a little vertical, a little oxer. You get to see their style. And then if that went well, then I'd get on them and ride them. And um, if I survived that and liked the feel of that, then we'd buy them. And so then those horses were developed to, you know, typically become jumpers. But I mean, again, at that time, horses did a little bit more of a combination of the hunters and the jumpers, which you still see a little bit in Canada. There was, again, today's hunters and jumpers are so dramatically different. It's Um, changed so much, hasn't it, since you've experienced both sides of this progression? It it has changed. And I think... um, you know, the kind of the all-purpose horse, though, still has a place. There's still, uh, you know, thousands of people in North America that really need the all-purpose horse and, and really appreciate it. And maybe, you know, they may not be able to afford a different horse for each ring, so it's nice to have those horses that can that can cross over. So we'd um, you know, buy these young horses, and the one thoroughbred, you know, I, I had a few. Actually, I had two. Um the one horse went on. I rode on the Canadian team. He was quite a he was quite a big horse, about seventeen one. His name was Mr. Brown. Um, his first entry into I, I know as a six year old he went to Spruce Meadows and, and won in the meter forty there. Uh, he developed very very quickly because he, he had a really good start to him that horse. 
Um, and then I used him as a seven and eight year old on the team. And then we had another horse that was the most athletic horse I had ever ridden in my life. Um, that ended up selling to Nicole Shahini and Simpson. And then from there, uh, she competed him back East. And that was one I would definitely want to hang on to, but unfortunately we, uh, could not for financial reasons. He, the offer was too good. He was, he was a super horse and again, a thoroughbred. Um, wow. So I had, had some fun with that. It was, it was very rewarding and gratifying to have these horses where you couldn't canter once around the arena to, you know, be in the show ring competing in Florida and California and uh, Calgary um, and winning classes. It was, yeah. It was like even uh Okay, I, I know the the struggle when you want to keep him. I want to be a, a rider. As yeah, I'm 34 now, I've, I want to be able to be a top rider. Uh, but you obviously need the horse, and I ride for mainly dealers, and so the horses get sold. But a lot of them that come in, they're really green, and like that's also really fulfilling to develop the horse, teach it everything it knows. I've got a couple uh, dressage converts. It's kind of like pretty common for me because one of the dealers I ride for, his wife does dressage. And so if they don't want to do dressage, then we try to them in jumping and it's a little bit that feeling you're like, wow, like I couldn't even canter to a jump in, inside a year, you know, now they're jumping around and, and some of them have been sold with some really nice scope and everything, but that's really cool too. And you feel accomplished. And I don't know, I mean, maybe a lot of other people are doing it these days. I feel like, cause I'm stuck in the sort of like Wellington crowd. I, my, I'm based down here now. Um, and some of the other horse shows, I just don't see it. People are like, you know, they want to buy the horse and it's ready to do today. I don't see a lot of people really enjoying the development from the beginning, um, out there. Maybe it's just where I'm at, but that's just, to me, that's very admirable. And you did it on such a large scale. It seems a lot of different types and breeds. Yeah, I think it, it isn't happening nearly to the degree, especially in the area that you're in. It's certainly happening in Europe, which is right. where Wellington goes to buy all the horses that you're riding. <laughs> right. Now. That's where they shop. Um, yeah. So, so they they are doing the you know there are obviously people doing the development, but definitely in today's market, um, the American market is ready made and, and set to go. Um, you know the to, to buy a young horse or sell a young horse today, it needs to show exceptional talent for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, they want to you know trainers want to be able to put the the junior or the amateur onto the horse and have it. To, um, do its job properly and be safe. That's, oh my God. That's story. My life. All I do is trials and I'm just like, they're just not, they're almost ready. Some of them this season, I think a lot of them are ready, but yeah, you're like, that's a whole lifetime, you know, <laughs> behind this trial that happened to get the right. to that point. Yeah. Um, but, but like, what do you think? Like, okay, so that's a good sort of topic overview is you're getting a green horse, whether it be a thoroughbred off the track, or in my case, a lot of times dressage horses coming to jump, you know, what do you kind of, tell yourself or what is your idea when you're developing these horses are you on a timeline are you saying okay like normally you know 80 percent of these horses are jumping courses inside x number of months or do you just go with the horse or do you start you know kind of like what's your process definitely each horse is an individual and there shouldn't you don't want to set a timeline what i find my philosophy is if you go slowly with them then they progress very quickly and so it's a matter of really getting the flat work done um, getting the foundations done, making sure, you know, they're comfortable with the aids to the hand and the leg, making sure they're comfortable with whatever, whatever it is that you're asking them to do. So the horses, they don't ever fail with what they're doing. So the idea is to have uh, progression where you're ta- always taking steps up. Obviously, there's going to be the occasional bad days and bad moments. But for the most part, you want to be progressing upwards. 
and then you're going to have those breakthroughs. So you'll kind of work for a few months and all of a sudden, you know, the horse steps up two or three levels. Um, so it's, it's creating that foundation and creating that base. And if you, if you plug in the gaps and, and I call it like filling the holes in the wall so that there's no, there's no holes there. Um, the horses will progress very quickly up to whatever their physical talent level is. There's, you have to work with that horse, um, individually. For instance, the, the mindful horse, which Kelly Farmer rode, that was a horse that progressed very, very quickly. And the reason that I was drawn to him and purchased him, um, was because of his mind. He had an excellent personality and excellent work ethic. And so a horse like that developed very, very quickly. Um, but there's others that take a lot longer. And I think it's, up to the trainer to be a good a good horse person to to figure out what's best for that horse in the development to get it to where it's going to be. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's uh, a little bit of a, uh, I mean, it ends up being kind of like a casualty and what, what I see when I'm stuck down in this world, because I do that behind the scenes, the development, and then try to present horses for trials. Um, but people don't, like they, you can tell people they're green and it's like, you're not even speaking English. Then they're like, well, this horse is very green. And well, that's, well, yes, I told you it was green. Okay, well, we'd like to see some more. And they'll, they'll be like, I mean, all of a sudden you're like, how are we doing like a meter 60 trial right now? Like the jumps are up, like ox are in, like, it's crazy, you know? And they're, it's like, they don't understand, you know, what, what green is and, and they push and push and push. And I don't know if it's like, do people need to kind of like, I don't know what they need to do or, or what, the, how to rectify the issue, but there's a lot of casualties of the horses as a result of it. You know, they're testing beyond what the horses are ready to do. And it doesn't mean that the horse is not going to be there, but there's sort of, Maybe there needs to be like clinics. Like, could you do like young horse development clinics? <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean as far as even how to try a horse. And um, there has been a few times when people will be trying a horse and, and I've had to, you know, step in and say, I, I don't know if this is an appropriate horse for what you're looking for yeah. because you can see them testing it testing it beyond their means. Um, I didn't know you were looking for Hickstead. It didn't appear that you had the budget for Hickstead, but let's right. see if you can do you don't it. Have the <laughs> yeah. You don't have the budget or the rider, but, or the Yes, trainer, or but, the rider, uh, sure. yeah. Oh, that, I forgot and, about that. Right, well, and so then to the Who needs that when you got Hickstead, okay. right? Just yeah. point. Oh my shoot. gosh, I was in a trial, yeah, the other week. I was like, y'all, like, I mean, I know he can do it, like, but we said he can do it, you know, but like, not now. You know, maybe like a year. <laughs> not you know? now. Like he can do it in yeah, ten but years. Like, let's not do them all yeah. together, like a jump. But yeah. but okay. After so, Margie rides him for ten years, he'll be able to do it. Yeah, It'll be fine. But people don't even. I don't. There's like a disconnect, not only between like okay, the trainers and the horse development, but then like the trainers and the riders, because I mean, people show up to trials, and I'm thinking like, we need to sign a waiver. I know this is a ride at your own risk state, and they say that you can do the masters or the child adult jumpers, but like it's scary, and and then the horse is a casualty again. So I don't know who, like, what is your sort of idea with, with the rider training, the rider being able to protect against having just a, the, the move up that move up symptom, just like, let's keep going. Let's jump the biggest jumps we can. Well, I think there's so many divisions that are out there for people that it, it's important that the trainer sets realistic goals, um, you know, with, with the rider. And, and there's really not a reason to necessarily you to move up, I mean, is, is there a big difference between jumping the meter uh, 25 and the meter 20 as far as, you know, the color of the ribbon? It's all the same. 
um, as far as the recognition is the same, the prize money is the same. So I think that comes down to having a proper program and proper communication with the rider, um, you know, if it's a junior, obviously with the rider's parents as well, to set goals and really what are your goals? Are your goals to go to equitation finals in two years? Are your goals to be in the Grand Prix ring in two years? Are your goals to go out and have fun and learn a little bit about riding in horses? You know, and it doesn't really matter what those goals are, but I think it's important to have them. Um, so for me, goal setting is always key. Um, with each and every horse that we would have, we'd have them on an 18-month calendar um, projecting forward as far as what the show plan was and, and what what we were thinking with them as far as where we wanted them to be competing at what level. And, and then you really go modify that about every month, well. right? You go, Then you go modify that about every month. You have to keep an eye on it. Or it every change. week, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have, you know what? Yeah. That's why, that's why they had to put the dangerous riding rules in cross country or an event in cross country because people were advancing too quickly. We they that. were getting in trouble, and that's why those rules went in. We you know? need that, and we need that for like I don't know for some of the different like classes. Like down here, we have the young horse championships. Like before the time that the classes move up, and like I'm like, oh fun! I'm gonna go watch the young horse championships, and then I want to cry like 25 horses in. I'm like, they're all crashing. <laughs> You know, like, why isn't anybody getting over? Like, hey, I, yeah, let's get real. Let me ask Jay, do you have a couple minutes yet? I know we got we got through to you late, but uh, do you have a couple minutes? I, I do, and just one follow-up okay. on that point is yeah. I did write about the system, like, in, in when you talk about moving up. Yeah. Um, in Germany, where you, as a rider, you have to have success um, in competition in order to move up. So, um I believe as you're starting out, you have to have, say, 10 victories at yeah. a certain level and a certain height. And then once you've accomplished that, then you can move up to the next level. And then from there, you can move on again up to the next level. So um, I have written, be- written before about um, some more regulation. And, and really, it wouldn't be hard to fix what it is that you're asking. Um, you just simply need to tell people, well, if you want to jump higher, first, you have to be successful. Uh, that, height. Okay, but... On the realistic side, would there be a revolt here? I mean, yeah, you know, you can <laughs> add like three zeros on the end of your check, you know, like I want to go on the Grand Prix, like get me somebody who can jump in the Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> well, I under I understand that, but it still would be in the in the betterment for no, everyone. I agree. I'm We're joking. agreeing I with went you. To Germany and did all <laughs> no. their courses. I actually have my FN license. I'm 100 percent on board. I'm just like you guys. Like I've given up. But would you like, see it happen here? Was yeah, the real question. I'm like you guys, stop it. Like you can't get around the lows. Like you stay there or move down, you know, don't move up and get a new horse, you know, because it, unfortunately, if you care about the horses, it is discouraging to watch because the horses end up being casualties. And I do that problem horses, you know, I'm recovering, unfortunately, from a bad head injury. Um, but that's like what I, you know, do. And, and they do come around and they do get better. I got some nice horses and jumping big, big tracks right now. And they were not cut. They weren't able to do it the way that we're doing it. So we're not producing like, like Jay's saying, we're going to Europe and we're buying horses for more, more money. And, sending our, our riders into classes for the prestige or the excitement or whatever, but we're not. And, it's not, and the riders are necessarily ready for that. And either. they're not either. Yep. So, yep. you know, the, the riders are not being produced uh, as a whole. Some of them are, but, but yeah, I just, I, I see, you know, some, some change really that needs to happen that way. And maybe yeah, you can do a, you can film a new clinic yep, and tell these people, <laughs> look, you need to win your way out. I'm ready. Absolutely. Oh. I'm in full agreement. I love your philosophy. 
Well, Jay, we got a couple of questions, if you don't mind helping here. Usually Emily has to do these uh, herself, but we had a couple of questions come in about for uh, jumping questions from listeners. Do you want to you help her with one or two? Absolutely. Uh, all right. Can you suggest, this is from Marsha. Can you suggest any exercises for a horse who drags their hindquarters? When we have a rail, it's always with the hind feet. We just go to local schooling shows for fun. So even with the rail, we often place, but still... Uh, I think she'd rather not knock the rails down is what she's saying, which is always a good goal when you're going to a jumper. (laughs) When you hear it coming down, you're like, "Ah, I don't care if I'm by myself in (laughs) the ring. I hate it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, the, you know, people do say that, you know, you can always improve the hind end, but not the back end. Um, That's not true. It's easier to improve the front end than the back end, Um, but you can definitely improve a horse's hind end. So, I think the first thing would be for you would be some gymnastics, um, getting the horse to take its time and curl up around the jump. Um, so some well-placed gymnastics would be key. Um, I want to look at what bit is in the horse. You want to make sure that the horse is jumping, um, in a soft way through its body and through its back. Often those horses that they're having a back rail, typically it's from the arc is wrong. They're arcing beyond the jump. So you want to make sure, um, that they're good in the mouth, that they're soft in the mouth, they're soft in the back. So again, that's where the gymnastics would come through. That's where the, the bidding and the flat work would be important to be on the softer level as well. That would be my initial thought to that question. Do you, how do you feel about um, like back boots or weighted boots or any of that kind of equipment stuff? Are you kind of more gymnastic oriented or will you try some of these uh, little training techniques, tools, whatever? Well, they, I guess the answer to that is both. <laughs> definitely, I, I think Which uh, I would boots ever are not something you want to rely on. That, that's definitely not something you want to rely on. Um, in saying that, I did have um, a stallion um, that I had, that the boots had a tremendous effect with him. And he was, he was a horse, actually, he was one, he was another story of a young horse. He, we bought him and we couldn't get a halter on him. So we had to get him into the trailer uh, with a bucket of oats. And, um, so we ended up, I ended up bringing him up to the meter 45 level and that was about his, his peak physically, but he was a very quick horse. So the, the weighted boots, what they did was they slowed down his jump and then that created him to, to really kick up behind. Um, of course the FEI is really cutting down on what you can do boot wise. So I'd be very hesitant to want to train, um, and rely on that sort of thing. Um, some, you know, definitely better horsemanship and, and is, is the way to go. But I have had, like in the case of that stallion, it worked very, very well. I've had other horses where it had no effect whatsoever. So, um, I would say that's something you want to go to as a last resort. Um, but, but I have seen, I have seen it work and I have seen it be effective. Yep. Yeah. I think that's appropriate. So start with the basics with training naturally. And then, yeah, there's so much you can do to change the arc. Um, when I rode for, um, Laura Belisky, who is a Canadian Olympian, um, I rode for them when I was a junior and we had a fabulous horse that could jump the moon, but his back end wasn't very good. And, uh, uh, Laura's husband, Brent and I, we worked a year on his back end. And by the time we sold him for, for a lot of money, um, he turned over behind. It just, it was, it was a lot, a lot of work, but you can definitely improve a horse's back end. Um, it's yeah. a method. 
people I'm glad say you to hear cannot. you say that because you have all this uh, experience because I I feel that too. And I feel like if you see it okay through the shoot or something, you're like, it's there. You know, we're not trying to be like magicians and, and turn it into a different horse. You're trying to, you know, help him or whatever, learn how to use their angles and technique the best. And uh, yeah, I feel that way. People are like, oh, the horse doesn't jump super behind. I'm like, yeah, but it does through the shooter. I've seen it before and it will. You just have to not, you know, like hang him, readjust his back molars over the jump or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part, it, uh, in, in many cases, it comes from the riders not releasing properly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's, you know, there, there's a lot of different elements for what may be causing the, the issue. That's, this is a, I'd start, this, start off by letting go of their head. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So this is another one I'm interested. This is a, a, a listener question, um, which we already know the answer to the first part. Are you a fan of jumping shoots? Yes. Uh, other than making sales videos for horses, uh, what are they used for? How do you use them? Explain what well, it is I, too for the Oh, yeah. Well, explain a jumping yeah. shoot. Um, the best thing ever. <laughs> How I get kept it, my what job during What's my head injury. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you I, want to explain I, it? I, yes, I'll go ahead. I did use them um, quite a bit before. I have to say, as time has gone on, I found them to be. I used to think a jumping jute could tell you, you know, about give you about an eighty to ninety percent accuracy on on the ability of a horse. Um, I think nowadays, I would say that's less so. Um, and you're talking I traditional jumping shoot, which is like horses loose coming through a uh, gymnastic exercise uh, in halter, essentially, um, with a shoot built. So they just run right through, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely today you see these amazing pictures and of horses jumping, you know, four and a half feet over, over jumps in the shoot. And, um, it, that can be a little bit contrived. Um, unfortunately, so I don't, that, that's, that's the best way to get them sold at an auction, but not necessarily to train them. If you're looking at using a shoot as training, you want to have, it's very important to have the distances set correctly, um, where the horse is not rushing through, but it's also very safe. And so that it's not too tight. You just have one to create a rhythm and a balance with the horse through the shoot. Um, it's not something that I use very in my training anymore was something that I, I did when I was working with the horses to, to try to get an evaluation from, but um, it's been quite a while since I've really used it as a training process. I um, did. So what I've been doing, cause I had this bad head injury. I, they told me I couldn't ride. They actually told me I shouldn't ride anymore, but I've already last week was my first, yeah, <laughs> my first show back. Goes, Everything is right. great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was like, okay, like, you know, and some of mine are difficult and they like jump all over the place. So I don't want to get on them for a little bit. Um, but so I put them on the lunge. I would build a, like in a halter, you know, just loose, but so I could regulate the the rhythm a little bit so they don't come blasting. And a lot of them were trodden exercises. They were somewhat on a shape cause I would have, you know, I'd be on a circle. So I'd put them in the corner of the ring, maybe like trodden bounces or like, uh, you know, one stride with placing rails and stuff. Um, and I, it, it seemed that they were, I think maybe because I was able to regulate the speed that they were coming in, that they were negotiating the placement of the poles and everything more like they would if you're on their back, not just like, you know, coming in crazy, rushing through. What do you, do you think that that's sort of something that could work or do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, no, that definitely works. And, and the key to the, the key to the free jumping is being able to control the pace that the horse is on. So if you can control that pace and make sure they come into it quietly, 
um, then it can be very productive. It can teach them proper form and proper rhythm and to set up and use their bodies correctly at the jump. Um, but it, the key is what you said there is you're controlling the pace of the horse. So if you can do that from the ground, it's successful. And it, that's why sometimes it's easier to do it from their back. Um, but if, if you can control that pace and again, using the bounces, uh, three jumping, I, that, I've never done that. Um, but I definitely with the placement poles, I think are really key. I love placement poles, um, with teaching horses with gymnastics as far as landing rails, uh, takeoff rails, um, the pole, say, in the middle of the one stride. Of course, these are sometimes a little bit more of it. Horses that know what they're doing, of course. You don't want right. to do that with horses that are really green because you'll uh, flip them over. Um, and you have to be very, very careful with those distances as well. So, um, for instance, I, I see you know a lot of coaches, and they'll use tanner rail into jumps with novice riders, and I just cringe oh and turn away because I think that that's um, – I think it's dangerous. I think that – the placement rails need, you have to be very careful with the level of horse and rider that you're working with, with those placement rails. But I, I love them in the right situation. It's almost, it's like the bigger problem. It's like all of it goes together. Cause you see, I see it all the time for like the low adult jumpers, you know, like, like, what are you guys doing? You know, like they, they probably don't even know. I mean, my mom does the low adult jumpers and like, she won't be upset with me telling you that she's ridden as long as I have. Like my mom does not count strides. She'll tell you she counts strides and like, distances you know she just gets to the other side like the pole it's just like neither here nor there <laughs> hey we're gonna have an accident stop it but i yeah. like there's sort of an attachment from like development horse development rider development which you're really transitioning a lot of your time into doing clinics now do you, you come to the u.s and do course design and riding clinics what, what is your sort of schedule where people could hook up with you yes um actually I, i'm pretty good life now primarily i work weekends um so i i would come in and the clinics, I think, are a fabulous training experience because you get to go in and everyone's, you know, usually excited you're there and they're really willing to work hard and, and intense. And it, um, the typical clinic is two days and summer three. Um, and so you have a plan throughout there to develop. And really the goal is to evaluate the horse and rider as quickly as possible. Um, and, and I do that through some very basic flat work. And then get them to develop and the goal is to have them doing things by the end of the clinic that they never thought they'd be able to do. Um, and to do it in a very positive manner. So, you know, it's, it's setting exercises which are uh, productive and challenging for the horse and for the rider. Um, it's all about communicating between the horse and the rider. And the more that you have that communication, um, it's amazing to see the results that can happen in a very short period of time. So that's, uh, it's a really rewarding job to do, to do those clinics. The, the results are truly amazing. Well, I want to, I want to go to one. Are you going to come down to Florida at all or through the U S I guess people can get online. I saw your, um, clinic section, jduke.com. You guys check it out, but, but do you selfishly, I'm wondering, come to Florida? Um, I'm definitely looking at doing that this winter. Uh, I would, oh. I, been, it's been a few years since I've been there and uh, would certainly love to come back. That would be fun. Well, we should stay in touch. Maybe I can help pull together a clinic or something. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, excellent. It's um, like I said, it, it's a it's a really fun it's a really fun gig, um, and everyone has a good time. And um, but it is all about developing the horse and rider and and showing 
showing the riders really what they can do. Um, so many people have these blocks and, and don't realize, so many people don't realize actually they ride better than they think they do. Yeah. Um, so they have a lot of issues. So it's, it's showing people that actually, no, you, you are capable of doing this. You can do this. And, and here's how you can do it. That and, makes safe uh, riding too, because we don't have like people instead of being hostages, you know, they're like up there thinking and doing things and not just. Well, safety is always the number one priority. Um, so you always start off and you want to make sure that you're putting the horse and the rider in a safe environment. Um, rarely do I have a rider fall off. I mean, if one rider falls off in a weekend throughout the entire, you know, I'll have 30 of them, um, you know, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's good though, to have that. I mean, you people like, duh, you should be thinking that way, you know, about safety and things being positive, but people, I don't know. Yeah. But at the, the same time, um, you know, I asked them, the exercises are, are, fairly complicated and complex and um it, it is really just about rideability so it's it's not about keeping it dumbing it down it's about actually getting them to really ride their horses and work with their horses and and um when they have that control of their horse and have the horse listen to their hand and leg then the results are super i do it well you guys check it out it's jduke.com and thank you so much for sharing your time with us i hope we can get you to florida this winter i would love that Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. All right, well, thanks, stay in Jay. touch. Okay, thanks, Jay. Bye. Bye. Well, there we go. You know, it's it was fun to get some help. So you you were all on your own today. He's smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the answers. That was awesome because, yeah, I mean, I can give my sort of experience and idea, um, but it's always fun talking with all older professionals that have so much mileage. But, I mean, like, that was cool because we had the same ideas. Yep, that's right. You actually agreed <laughs> with it. So that's good. We had the same opinions or whatever. <laughs> well, before we wrap up here from Wellington today, I wanted to tell everybody, or I wanted to wish, actually, a good luck to our friend. You know her very well, Reese Koffler-Stanfield, yeah. who's riding this weekend. She's riding Town & Country's Ellen Court this weekend in the U.S. Dressage Finals really? in Lexington. Ooh, yes. I'll just shoot her a message. So she's, uh, she's this weekend. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> So I, I just got Mary. Mary just texted and said, I turned on horses in the morning. Uh, oh, she said yesterday's episode. She said, you guys are talking like chipmunks. I don't know what that means, but uh, I thought she meant today. <laughs> she asked if we had too much coffee. I think she weather. accidentally clicked the 1.5 times button. Oh, uh, she might have clicked it oh. too fast button. Yeah, by the way, you can do that on the players, everybody. And, and oh, my God, I would sound crazy. Huh? I know you would sound crazy. Because <laughs> I'd would sound really crazy sound like anyway. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Everyone's like, Emily, stop it. Slow down. But my horses don't care. They love me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have to talk to them much. You know, I have to get it all out when I'm talking right. to people. <laughs> so if you want to catch all of Emily's past episodes, just go search for S-E-C-E on horsesinthemorning.com or Emily Thompson. It'll bring up all our past episodes with all the jumping tips that she has done over the years. And uh, we're, we're going to go out and have some lunch now and have Woo-hoo. some fun. Uh, and tomorrow, Jamie will be back. Lisa Waisaki will be filling in for me as uh, Jimmy and I head out for Finding Florida on our next adventure here down in South Florida. So we're going to have some fun doing that for that show will come out later in the month. Uh, and that's about it. So thank you, Emily. Yay, so great to have you down. See you next time. All right. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Horsesinthemorning.com. Horses